Shalom Aleichem Chavra. We're starting a new sugya today. Be'ezah Hashem. Einen is begitten. This sugya is going to take us to Ahmad Aleph, Kimal Ahmad Aleph. The truth is it's really connected to the next sugya, which is also called Afkinu. But we're going to do them in two different parts. First, we're going to see the sugya of Einen is begitten in and of itself. And in the next week, we'll do uh, the sugya of Afkinu. Um, so let's start off a basic read of the Gemara, make sure we have clear chat. And from there, we'll start addressing the different nakudas, the different issues that come up in the sugi itself. So from the two dots, comes along Rava and says, when it comes to gitin, it's not true. I know that which we just finished off coming and discussing, the fikach, cholahu, chalsehi, pirsa ishtanida, that in the case of Ines, so there that's not considered like he, the husband, is either delaying the 12 months and delaying the marriage, or it's not considered like it's a Gazman, whatever the explanation is, it's not considered like we've hit that threshold due to the Ones, and therefore he's punted from his Ines, comes along Rav and says when it comes to Gitin, Ones doesn't carry that same weight. And therefore, it derives the Gemara, Oma. Therefore, we can derive a principle from that statement. Kesavarova, it must be that Rava's of the opinion that ain't Enes begitten. That when it comes to Gitten, there's no concept of Onus. That normatively we know from the Pasuk, that when it comes to normative circumstances, Onus is a rule which applies across the board. Comes along Rava with a principle that when it comes to Gitten, that, that, that concept is not applicable anymore. So once that's true, once we have, if we have a derais already, the Nairu the Sasadova, that there's a concept of onus, Bekola So if Rav is making a statement, a principle that Ainun is begitten, so we have to know how Rav knows that. So yes, the Manali the Ha. How does Rav know that there's no concept of onus when it comes to Gitten? So Ili Mimiha, if you're going to tell me we know it from the following Mishnah, the Tznan, it was taught in the Mishnah. If a person gives a get to his wife on the condition that the get will only take effect if he does not return from whatever travels he goes on to within the next 12 months. And now, he dies within those 12 months. So says the Mishnah, ain't a get. So since he died within those 12 months, it's not a get. So now... What is, how is that a proof for Rava? So explains the Gemara as follows. Mis hu get. Specifically, if he dies, that's not what it's a get. Because seemingly, inasmuch as he passed away, the, the get has no relevance. But halchala, if he became sick, so then, even if he couldn't return due to that sickness, hara is a get. Nonetheless, it's considered a get. And the question is, that how could it be considered a get the reason he didn't return was due to an onus. It was due to the fact that he was sick. So the fact that it's still considered a get, even though he didn't return due to his sickness, is a proof that Ainun is begitten. Says the Gemara, no, that's not a legitimate proof. Why not? Really, maybe I could tell you that when he got sick and he was unable to return during those 12 months, it's also not a get. Ah, if that's true... Then how come the Mishnah harps on the case of Misa and says that Mesa is when it's not a get? 
The fact that the Mishnah focuses on the case of Misa is coming to teach me that when it comes to Gitin, there's no concept of a get taking effect after death. Now, what are the nafkaminas of in get misa? Right at the end of the day, she can get remarried because either a she's divorced or b he passed away. So the practical nafkaminas that come out from the fact that she's divorced, as opposed to being an almana, being a widow, is that number one she can marry a kohen if she's a widow, but she can't marry a kohen if she's a gerusha. And secondly, if they don't have any children, then she would fall to Yom. So if and he has a brother, she falls to Yibum. If, if what? If she's an Almana. But if she's a Guru, she doesn't fall to Yibum. So maybe it comes along the Mishnah, the Gemara though, and says that the whole Chiddush of the Mishnah is to teach me that a, a, a different concept, that Gitin don't take effect post-hominously. That after a person dies, the Git can't take effect. So yes, the Gemara, that can't be true. Why? Because from the concept of I already know from the Reisha of the Mishnah. What's the Reisha say? We have a Mishnah. The Mishnah says it's talking about a case of a Gesis. A, a, a Gesis is a person who's on his deathbed. He is sick to the extent where he is not going to get better from the sickness. Pashtus. And therefore, there's certain ways that a person, if he speaks, that he's, the mission is telling us different things that he could say, that if he says any of the following languages, nonetheless, it's not good. So if he says, if I die, this is your get. Or if I give in to the sickness, I succumb to the sickness, this is your get. Or after I pass away, this is your get. So the mission says, lo amr klum. The get doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? The reason is because the get's only taking effect after he died. Therefore, the fact that we know in get la'achemisa is already expounded on the Mishnah in the Reisha. So if that's true, then the next case of the Mishnah that says, And it focuses on meis, can't be teaching me in get la'achemisa. And therefore, maybe that's the Rava's Makor, that's going to be Rava's source then, that specifically meis, it's not a get. But if he was chala, it would still be again. Maybe that's his makor for ain't get lachemisa. To that, the Gemara responds, "Dilma laafuki seinu." No, maybe that's coming to teach me not like Rabbi Seinu. What was the teaching of Rabbi Seinu? The Tanya of Rabbi Seinu hetiru leinosei. Right, that the sages allowed her to get remarried. Vamrin and man Rabbi Seinu. He said, "Who are those sages that allowed her to get remarried?" Yeah, this is talking about a lady. She's allowed to get remarried even without chalitza. So if she's allowed to get remarried without chalitza, that means that she's not an almana. It means that she's a garusha. So, Amar Rav Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Beidina Desharu Mashcha. These Rabbi Yisainu was the base midrash, the base din of a place called Sharu Mashcha. They, Savri Lok Rabbi Yaisi, they're of the opinion like Rabbi Yaisi, Da Amar Zmanu Shashtar Mechiachalov. They're of the opinion of a concept called It means as follows. When this guy wrote a get, he wrote a get to his wife that should take effect 12 months later. Right? He wrote the get January 1st, and the get's only going to take effect December 31st. Now, if that's the case, then he should write on the star that the star, right, Ploni Almoni is divorcing Plonis Almonis, and they should be divorced on December 31st, 2023. 
Now, if you look at the get, though, it doesn't say that. It says that Ploni Almoni is divorcing Plonit Almonit and 12 months from today. And it says on the top of the star, January 1st, 2023. So Rabbi Yossi is bothered by a fundamental question. Why is it that it says January 1st, 2023? Really, we should just write that the get takes effect on December 31st, 2023. To that comes along Rabbi Yossi with the Chiddush. The fact that we write the date, January 1st, 2023, and say that the get is going to only be active, valid, on December 31st, 2023, doesn't mean that the get, she's only going to be divorced from December 1st, 31st, 2023. Really, by virtue of the fact that he wrote January 1st, 2023, is to inform us that the get will be effective from January 1st, 2023. Yet, there's a condition. The condition is that the get is only taking effect from January 1st, 2023 on a condition that he doesn't return by December 31st, 2023. But from when is she divorced? She's divorced from the January 1st. And that being said, even if he's to die in the interim, let's say he dies in the middle of July, if he doesn't come back at the end of the day, so then she's able to be divorced from January 1st. And there, that's not a problem of Ein Get La'acher Misa, because the Get became effective at a time period when she's still alive. And therefore, maybe the, when the Mishnah says that even when he dies, it's still not a Get, is coming to say the Halacha is not like Rabbi Seinu. That according to Rabbi Seinu, since Zmanu Shashtar Mechiyachalov, and he died within the interim period, so then, under those circumstances, the Get would be invalid. But according to Rabbi Yesi, they would still be valid because inasmuch as he wrote that the get should take effect from January 1st and he was still alive January 1st, it should be okay. So says the Gemara, maybe it's not teaching me in get la and maybe it's also not teaching me in in begin. It's coming to teach me a third thing. It's coming to teach me the halach is not like Rabbi Yesi and the Beidstin of Sharumashcha. And therefore we don't have a proof for Rabbi Yesi's principle of in get la so entertains the Gemara a second proof. We can't prove it from that Mishnah. So what can we yes prove it from? Velami Seifa. Let's prove it from the Seifa. A new case. Me'achshav. Now he makes a new condition. The new condition is that the get should take effect from the day it was given. Im le'bosi yud From now, he has to count the... What's the condition though? The get should take effect from today, January 1st. If I don't ret- come back within the next 12 months. So here... Is it not dependent anymore on Rabbi Yossi and the Beistin of Sharomashcha? Here explicitly, within the condition which he expressed, he made a condition that it should work retroactively, it should work me'achshav, upon 12 months, from 12 months from now, they should be divorced from January 1st. But what happened? And he dies within those 12 months, says the, says the Mishnah, Harez get. So nonetheless, it's considered a get. And therefore we see that even though he died, and there's no onus bigger than death itself, because obviously he can't come back. It's not his own volition, he's not coming back. He can't come back because he's dead. Nonetheless, that's considered a get. So maybe we say, the hu hadin l'chala. Maybe that's true when he dies. And similarly, even if he's just sick, it's a different onus. Nonetheless, that would be a legitimate get. And therefore, that would be a 
source for the principle of Ein Gelachemisa? Says the Gemara, no. Dilma Mace Dafka. Maybe there's a reason to think that specifically when it comes to death, there, that's why we're going to say that the get goes through. But if it was just a sick person, it wouldn't go through. What's the svara that specifically death would be a reason why we'd want it to go through as opposed to a sickness or a different onus? Because there, there's a svara that the deceased husband would have a preference that his wife doesn't have to do yibum. Therefore, maybe specifically when it's mace, that's when the get is still going to be legitimate in as much as he said, but when it comes to other insim, we wouldn't know that to be true. And therefore, we still can't source with a definitiveness the principle of in get of inus begin. So that's take two was pushed aside. Now let's take three. Elameho. So we tried to prove from Mishnayis. Now we're going to a Memra already. A Gemara. He said if to a group of people, If I don't come back to here within the next 30 days, This should be a get for my wife. So what happened? He came at the end of 30 days. And he got to the river that was on the other side of his town. But the problem of the moment was high tide, and he couldn't cross the river. He was stuck. There was an anus. So he's trying to get back within the 30 days, but high tide is, high tide is preventing him. So Amaluhu, he called out to the people on the other side in his town, Chazuda Soi, Chazuda Soi, see that I came, see that I came. And don't let the gecko through. I'm here. I got here. I, I can't cross the river. I'm an anus. So I'm a Shmuel, Lam Shmei Masya. And Shmuel said that's not considered like he came, and they were divorced. Aye, the whole reason he couldn't cross was an oinus, and therefore we should say that the condition wasn't fulfilled. So maybe that Kamara, that Psak of Shmuel, is a source for Rava of Ainanus begin. Says the Gemara, no. Even that you don't have a proof. Why? Because maybe an onus, which is common, is different. Why would it be different? Since he knows that the tide changes. All the time, every day, twice a day, the tide changes. So therefore, he should have made a condition that if I come back and I'm not able to cross the river due to high tide, then the get still shouldn't go through. Then since he didn't make that condition, he lost out on his own. He was, he was, he was, not, he was reckless. He, wasn't, he didn't do what he should have done in order to make sure that the get didn't come about. So here, since it was something so common and he wasn't cautious for it, it means that even under those circumstances that where, where it was going to be high tide, nonetheless, that's not considered like he returned and he lost out. So that was our third attempt to bring a proof and we pushed that proof aside. So now we pushed aside it's two different inferences, two different diukim we tried to make from a Mishnah. We tried to make a diuk from a Gemara and that Gemara also is not definitive. So now comes along the Gemara with a fourth approach. So comes along the Gemara and says, you're right, we don't have a source, Rava didn't have a source. Rather, he did this based off his own Svara. What was the Svara? Mishum Tznuis and Mishum Prusis. He did it because of modest women, and he did it because of immodest women. Mishum Tznuis, he did it because of modest women. Because if we were going to say that in a case of onus, the get would not be good, 
and therefore they're not divorced, because it's not considered like he fulfilled the Tanai, then Zimnin delay Onus, they're going to be time periods where he doesn't come back, and it wasn't due to Onus, it's because he wanted to get to go through. Visavradanis, but she's going to think, you know what, my husband didn't come back, it can't be he wanted to divorce me. It's really that he's sick in the hospital and he can't make it, but he's going to come back. Uma Agna, and she's going to become an eagle, and she's going to stay, she's going to stay unmarried. Vyasava, and wait for him. And therefore, we don't want her to be an Aguna, we want her to get remarried. <coughs> we want her to have a family. And therefore, we'll say, ain't onus begin, and the fact that he doesn't come back is irrelevant of onus or not, because either way, even if it was an onus or not due to an onus, she'll be divorced. That's smart number one. And smart number two is Mishum Prutzis. We're worried about girls who are also immodest. Why? Because if you're going to say that in the case of onus, that doesn't, that's not considered a get, and therefore they're, not, they're still going to be married. Zimnin the onus, there are going to be times where he's actually an onus. He's going to be sick in the hospital, he's going to be stuck in a Siberian prison. The Amre Leonis, and she's going to say, you know what? He's not, uh, he's not an onus. He really doesn't love me, he doesn't like me anymore, and he gave me a get. And what's going to happen? The Ozdol Mintzava, she's going to go and get remarried, even though she's actually married already. But she was married to Reuven. Reuven gave her a get, and now there was an onus, and the get doesn't work. So nonetheless, she's going to go and marry with Shimon. She's going to live with Shimon. Venimta get bottle. The get's going to be bottle because the fulfillment of the condition happened by onus, and therefore the get's no good. They're still married, but now she's going to have children from Shimon, the second guy, Ubanem Amzirin. And her kids are Mamzirin. And therefore, in order to prevent the predicaments of Snuos, who are going to end up being Agunos, or the predicament of Prutzos, that their kids should end up getting remarried and having children who are mamzerim inappropriately. Therefore, we introduce a svaro called Einanus Begitten. That's the basic read of the Gemara, Me'ezer Hashem. So now, to start working on this Gemara, I want to do two things which are fundamental, but basic to understanding the sugya. Number one, I want to talk about what what is an onus. We have a, we have a concept here, Einanus Begitten, and the whole discussion is when I give a get conditionally. So now, whether or not I gave the get depends on whether or not the fulfillment of the condition happened by onus or not. That whole discussion seems to be nonsensical. And I'll explain to you as follows. We know the concept of onus from the Nairul Sasadavar. That if there was a girl who was a betrothed girl, and therefore she has to be monogamous with her husband that she's betrothed to, when someone comes along and defiles her, against her will. So there the din is, the we don't usually, cheating on your husband is punishable by death. And here, since it was against her will, she gets no punishment whatsoever. Now, that being said, it seems like the p'tur of Enes is a p'tur in Enshim. Since it happened under duress, she didn't acquiesce to the relations that happened between her and the other man. He forced himself upon her. Therefore, he's not, she's not culpable for that. She's not culpable. And therefore, we, can, we won't punish her. Right? If the question of onus is a question of punishments, are you culpable for your action or not, then our whole Gemara is nonsensical. 
Because the whole Gemara is a discussion of whether or not the condition of not coming back has been fulfilled or not. But if that's true, that has no relevance whatsoever to a Torah in of, of, of Onshim, right? Another example, right? Someone puts a, a gun to someone's head, Chas Shalom, right? A Nazi came and put a, a gun to his, uh, a Jew's head 80 years ago. And he said, eat the pig or I'll shoot. And they ate bacon. They, they get Malkus? Chas Shalom, they get Malkus. Why not? There's no Malkus because it was under duress. They were forced. So it was not a punishment. If that's the case, the whole exemption here is an exemption from punishments. So our Gemara can't work. So because of this, I brought for you here the Chem Shleimah. The Chem Shleimah is in Source 3. And this Chem Shleimah is probably the most famous piece that he has. One of the two most famous pieces that he has in the whole Shailas and Shubas, Chem Shleimah. And he says as follows... He says that the f- reason why even that f- phrase is that in Enes the Torah exempted you. Exempted you from what? From a punishment. So even it sounds like the understanding of Enes is, is that you're an exemption from punishment. We're claiming it can't be or else an exemption from punishment is not relevant to whether or not he came back within 12 months from giving the get. Obviously. So what is it? Yes. says the Chemdeshleimah the svirli the inestalchmanapatri the loimikri meiseklal. It's not considered an action whatsoever. The poel aliyade inus lo have a klal. That something that happened due to an inus is tantamount to not happening at all. So if something occurred with inus, it's as if it didn't occur. Now, what in the world does that mean? If something happens with inus as if it doesn't occur. So I'll explain to you as follows. Imagine, let's go back to our case with the Nazi and the bacon. So, the Nazi points a gun to the Jew and says, eat bacon. And the Jew ate bacon. Now, the Torah says, it's also to eat bacon. It's also, it's a behemoth tmeya. Right? The Torah goes out of its way. It's one of the three things the Torah goes out of its way. Four things the Torah says out of its way. You can't eat this. It's a behemoth tmeya. Even though it's mafras parsa, it's a behemoth tmeya. So now, he ate it. So why is Michayim Malkus? So says the Chem because he didn't eat it. But that's not true. He ate it. We watched him eat it. You can't tell me he didn't eat it. He ate it. You might tell me he's exempt from punishments. Says the Chem no, he didn't eat it. So now, what's that mean? So the way I understand it is, it could be that the person ingested pig. It could be ingested chazir. You're right, he ingested it. But did he eat it? He didn't eat it. Meaning to say... That when the Torah says that you do an action, the Torah means that that action was done electively. You went ahead and you did an act of eating. You did an act of eating. This case, the Jew, when he ate the pig, didn't do an act of eating. He might have ingested it, but he did an act of saving his life. He saved his life by ingesting pig. That the Torah didn't prohibit. The Torah prohibited the act of eating. So it says the Chemdeshlimah, that a poil al-yidayinus, when he ingested it against Inus, no have you pulled klal. It's not, we don't view that like he ate. You're right, it went in his mouth and he swallowed it, but it wasn't, he, we don't see him eating here. We see him saving his life. And therefore, that's not considered an action. That's not considered like he did that which occurred. Right? So, the same thing when it comes to the case in the Chumash, the Nairul Asasadavar. The Torah says that she has to be monogamous. The Torah says she can't cheat on her husband. Aye, she lied with another man. So there the Torah says we don't see that infraction. Why not? Because since it was under duress, she didn't elect to do it. Someone forced himself upon her. 
So then, since that's the case, we don't see here an act of adultery. We see an act of, of being taken advantage of. And therefore, the since it occurred through an anus, is like, that's number one that we're going to need for our sugya. Now, number two that we're going to need for our sugya is, what is a condition? What's that mean, Bechlal? Right? What's a condition? So if I was going to start saying what's a condition, so I would say a condition means I have two tracks here. I'm making conditional change. I'm making a conditional chalais. What condition am I making? I'm making a two-track system. Number one, the track is I'm giving you a get. Right now I'm giving you a get. And that get should take effect 12 months later. Under what circumstances? Under circumstances, I don't come back. So that's track one, how I could interpret the situation. Track two of how I can interpret the situation is I'm giving you a, a document, but the document was, for whatever reason, I'm giving it to you. But when I come back, that document's meaningless. When I come back, that document's meaningless. And that's all happening. Let's say he gave it again on January 1st. Rish Chedesh Nisan. That's to a Jewish. Yeah, he gave it to a Rish Chedesh Nisan. So now, Rish Chedesh Nisan, I set in play two different variances of reality. And those two different variants of reality, we're waiting to see what happens until we come along and comes, you know, Chavta Shvat, Lamed Shvat, and we see, is, is, so now, is, is he come back or not? Did he come back or not? So if he came back, so then it was track B. If he doesn't come back, it was track A. And everything's up until then, yeah? That's the basic way to go ahead and explain what a condition is. Now, that can't be. That can't be, and I'll explain to you why. That can't be because there's a concept called Kalsa Kinyano. Kalsa Kinyano means that any time where I do an action to cause a halachic change of status, that halachic change of status has to be attributed to the action. And therefore, if we see that there's a disconnect in time between the action that was supposed to cause the halachic change and the result that's supposed to be brought about through the action, then we can't attribute the halachic change to the action, and therefore the change doesn't occur. So I'll give you two examples of this, just to flush it out. If I do a maizekinian of, of picking up an object but the object doesn't become mine until 30 days later, that Kenyan has no relevance because the Maisa Kenyan was picking up the object. It was a Maisa Hagbah. The Hagbah didn't take effect right away and it only took effect 30 days later. So we don't see the Kenyan coming about through the Hagbah. We don't see an ownership through the Hagbah itself and therefore that's not a legitimate means of Kenyan. Now what I could do is I could make a Kenyan me'achshav. Me'achshav means that when I pick up the object, the object in essence becomes mine right now, but it will only be revealed to me that it became mine right now 
30 days later. That could be. Because after 30 days, there'll be no disparity between the Mesa Kenyan and the Chalais Kenyan. Those two things will happen simultaneously. But let's talk about our case. If that's true then, when it comes to a get, the get in the first case of the Gemara is not Me'achshav. The get is, it should only take effect, L'achar Asim Shemus Eichoydesh. It takes effect a year later. So that means he did the Maisa, and now that he did the Maisa, so what's going to happen? Nothing. We're waiting, we're waiting. One month, two months, ten months, twelve months later, oh, he never came. Get. Get. Where'd that halachic change from? From the act that happened 12 months ago, there we don't see those two things speaking to each other. Therefore, it's kalsa kinyano. Right? Another way to say this would be the concept of grama, right? Whether it's grama by Shabbos, grama by Nazikin. Why is it that a grama is putter? Why is a grama putter? So, a grama is putter because you didn't act and there was a delay in time between the act that happened. Right? Let's say you. you you put uh, a soup on a platter, right? You put a soup on a platter. And now the platter's on a timer, so it didn't turn on yet. And then it turns on, you cook the soup. Your mamash cooked the soup, it was raw, right? No talking about this. Push it, everyone agrees, it was raw. There's a grama. A grama. Why is it a grama? Because right now the, the heat wasn't on. It only turned on later. Therefore, we can't attribute the action that occurred, the putting the meat on the plata when it was cold, to the act of cooking. There was a, a, a distinction in time. And therefore, the same way, to these grama, according to the Nefesh Chaya, the other opinions of grama is, but that's the basic approach, that when it comes to grama, grama, the, the disparity in time creates the disconnect between the Maisa Malacha and the Isra. Therefore, that the same way that when it comes to a groma, let's say by Shabbos, a groma by Nezikin, so there, the disconnect between the act that caused the damages, the act that caused the malacha, and the damages that occurred, or the malacha that happened, transpired, there's a disconnect because of the gap in time. Therefore, you're putter, you're not chayiv. So too, when it comes to kinyan, the kinyan doesn't work. If that's true then, so then, how could it be that this tonight works in our circumstance? Furthermore, to make things even worse, we see in our Gemara from the second case, we see two cases. Let's contrast the first case and the second case. In the first case, the man dies within the 12 months, that gets no good. Why not? Because ain't a mason nagarshim. Ain't a mason nagarshim. So now, in the second case, he gives it that it should work retroactively. Nonetheless, even if he dies within 12 months, the get goes through and they're divorced retroactively. That's astounding. What happened to the concept of Eina Mesa Megarshim? If the get didn't go through until after 12 months, and he died within those 12 months, so how could she divorce? We just saw from the, from the first case uh, that, that Rebbe tried to bring us proof from, that Ein Get Ahachamisa prevents the get going through even when it comes to the, the condition being fulfilled. And yet when he said Me'achshav, even though the condition happened, the condition happened after he died, Nonetheless, the get works. How can that be? There's not even anyone here to, to create the chalais. He passed away. So how can we create the chalais after 12 months when there's no one to create the chalais for? So based on these questions, I want to come along and I want to introduce you to a concept. 
The first way we described tonight was there's two tracks. The way the Quran referred to that this definition, that description of tonight is called tonight is a Mesa Alatzad. Tonight is a Mesa, it's an action Alatzad, based off of on that side, or on that side, meaning dependent what occurs, there's different tracks which were established. So all of these questions are a question on the concept called Tanais Amais Alatzad, that if Tanais is a two-track option, this Gemara is kind impossible to understand. You have to be a very, very smart person to do it. I'm not that bright. If there's someone who's bright, I'm sure there's people who are brighter that maybe can do it. I can do it. There's another concept called Tanai, that Tanai Milsa Achrisa. Tanai is something external. It's something different. There's a little translation. Tanai is a different matter. What's it mean, Tanai is a Milsa Achrisa? Tanai Milsa Achrisa means that maybe the way that a condition works is that really, when I did the action on Rashkhidish Nisan of giving the get, everything was here. I actually did the entirety of the Nisina Saget. Just, there's something called a Tanai, that the Tanai can prevent the Chalais from taking effect. This sounds like a hard concept, so let's maybe try to flush it out. I'll give you a mushal I gave the guys in Shia. Mushal is as follows. And you, if you were going to say we're in a process of, of, of murdering someone, yeah? So that's a crazy idea, but let's say Adarab is in the process of destroying property, yeah? So now there's two ways that process can look like. One way that process could look like is I could take a hammer and I knock, 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 and I'm trying to knock down a whole house and I knock everything down except one wall. And then I leave that wall up for a month. And then 12 months later, or a month later, whatever it is, I knock down the last wall. Do we view that as one action or two actions? So there, Ba'atsim, we would view that as two separate actions, inasmuch as the time period went, uh, you know, well, the time period created a gap between the two different acts of destruction. And that's really how we're describing a Tanayiz Amilsa Amaisa Alatzad. Whereas, the concept of Tanayi Milsa Achrisa is imagine if I want to, you know, I want to I wanna knock down a house, not by taking a hammer and hitting the walls, but I'm going to shoot a missile at it. Yeah, I'll throw a grenade. I'm going to throw a grenade at it, and that'll knock down the ball. That'll knock down the walls. So now, Tanaymil Sachrisa means that Be'etzim, I already took out the pin. I threw the grenade. It's mid-air. And now, what the condition does is it can suspend the grenade in mid-air. So regarding what's left for the person to do there's actually nothing the person has to do anymore to allow the house to be destroyed. Everything in Mitzan, the person is here. Just in order for the house to get, you know, for the grenade to be able to land, the condition has to go ahead and be fulfilled so it's not suspended in air anymore. Whereas, if that condition is never filled then, so it's constantly suspended, and therefore the grenade is meaningless. And if the condition's fulfilled, so then the grenade's going to land and the house will get knocked down. But regarding what's incumbent upon the person in order for that effect to take a place, he did everything already in the present. Whereas when it comes to Maisal Atzad, everything is still happening. Right? Part of the giving of the get is what's happening 12 months later. Did he return? Did he not return? And that get's not being given. And it's not being finished being given until, until what? Until 12 months is up. 
Therefore, Tanai Mesa Latan is like we said first. You knock down three walls with a hammer, you leave the fourth wall up, and 12 months later you show up and knock the fourth wall down. We don't view that as one continuous act. Kalsa Kenyana tells us that those were actually two separate acts, and two separate acts is not called you knock down the whole house at once. You didn't do that. Whereas when it comes to Tanai Mesa I threw the grenade. It's suspended in air. I might did one action, and that one action doesn't disconnect the result from the original the original act, which was to bring about that result, because that act was finished already. To make a distinction between the the result, the chalais of any kind of pu'ula, and the pu'ula itself, according to this, would be okay. The issue is. Now, when it comes to Tanayi Zemil Salatzad, the Maisa, we're, we're connecting actually two parts of a Maisa. And that's what becomes harder. And therefore, that's what the, the Nakuda is. That, that being said, so we can answer both questions. So a get can be given even on Rish Chedesh Nisan and take effect on Chavtashvat because the get was given in its entirety. There was a full Nasina here, Bifanenu. The only question is, does that take effect now or not? So there, Tanai can tell us we're, we're putting a freeze frame on the result of the giving of the get. Or, how come when the husband dies within the 12 months of the t- condition, it still works? The answer is, because inasmuch as he said me'achshav, and the get's taking place while he was still alive, even if the condition is happening afterwards. So if the fulfillment of the condition was part of the Maisnesina, then we're stuck. You can't do that. You're right. That's called Sukanyanal. We still need him around because the giving of the get's not finished until 12 months lapses. But if it's time Sachrisa, that the giving of the get was latent and everything that was incumbent upon the man to do happened, Bishas Nasina, and now we just need an external fulfillment, an allowance to that, that take effect. So after 12 months lapses, it took effect. Why not? He was divorced 12 months ago. Ah, he's dead now, but he was divorced already before he died. That's not a problem of Inagin Magashim. Everything that was incumbent upon him to do, he did already. That's the concept of Tzayim El-Sachrisa here. So that's how I want to come along, and I want to explain this Gemara. That on one hand, we have a Tanai. The Tanai means that really everything he gave, when he gave the get, he gave the get wholeheartedly. I gave the get wholeheartedly, so it depends. In the first case, he gave the get wholeheartedly, but it doesn't work me'achshav. So since it doesn't work me'achshav, so therefore, the, the Gerishin would only occur 12 months later. So even though we did the entirety of the action, the stipulation tells us that the effect will only take 12 months later. If that's true, it has to take effect on a living person. Once he dies, there's a problem in a Mesim But when it comes to a Meyachshav, the Meyachshav, he was alive when the get not only was given, but also when it takes effect retroactively. And therefore, that works. And that's why I can make it tonight under those circumstances. Now... That being true, so how come onus is relevant? Because onus means that if he stipulated that, you know, I have to, the, the get's good unless I come back within the next 12 months. So now if there was an onus, there's an onus, so then we have an issue. What's the issue? The issue is he didn't come back. Why? Well, he didn't come back. It was not his fault. He didn't do anything not to come back. And therefore, that's the, the sugi of the Gemara. We're going to come back to this, what the, what the condition is, how that results, relates to Unas soon. I want to focus on a few little points, and then we're going to talk about here, there's a famous piece in the Birka Shmuel that talks about this Gemara, and I want to talk about it also. So let's go.
So point number one I would bring out is in Rashi, the first Rashi means to inoget. I just want to prove to you here that Rashi is assuming like we said. Because Rashi says, So what's Rashi saying? Rashi is in the first case of where he didn't make it conditional, he didn't say me'achshav, that the get only would take effect 12 months later. So Rashi says that he doesn't become a get until after the 12 months. That means that you're still in the middle of a process. Right? Not the process meets the Baal having to give it, but the, the get doesn't become active until the Kim of a Tanai happened. And therefore, that's why there's going to be a problem of Eina Mason Magarshim. That's what Rashi is coming to tell us, that if you're still in the process of, in, the, in an interim period, where the get's not taking effect, then you have an issue of Eina Mason Magarshim. Then you have a problem of Ingen Achemisa. The next Rashi I want to focus on is Eina Mason Magarshim. This is a Pella. Rashi says in Mesu de Get that the reason it's not in Get Misa is because Man Kamagarishla, Mehashta, who's divorcing her, Eina Mesa Magarshim. Dead people don't divorce people. Now, this is a Pella. What do you mean a dead can't divorce someone? I would have said so much simpler. Why do you have to say that the reason why the Get doesn't go through is because there's no one to divorce her here, because he passed away and the dead people can't divorce? That's not the point. The point is that since he died, there's no more marriage. Right? What's the point of a get? The point of a get is to make a separation between husband and wife. Uh, you want to create a separation between husband and wife, so how do you do that? A get. But I don't need a get if they're already separated. Why are they separated? Because she's a mono. She, he, he passed away. That's why they're not married anymore. So comes along Rashi and says something about Tema. Why is it that a get doesn't work when a husband passed away? Because a dead person can't give a get. That's not the point. The reason a get doesn't work is because nothing for them to divorce. They're not married. Why not married? Because he passed away. Pella. This, there's a, uh, just a, Maram Mokka Manilacha, there's a sefer called Asvin Daraisa that was written by Rabbi Yosef Engel. He writes, he brings a proof from here to Yasidis trying to premise that there's something called Shayare Ishus. There's something called the remainder of marriage. That even after a person passes away, so then there's a degree that their marriage still exists. Just to give you an example of how this would be manifest, we know that by Yibum, there's no such thing called a Maisa Kedushin for Yibum. That when there's someone like Yavama, he takes over the Kedushin of his brother, right? That already is an interesting concept, but he takes over the Kedushin of his brother. He doesn't have to be Makadisher. What's he do? He just has to live with her like husband and wife. There, it's even against her will. If he lives with her like husband and wife, right? So then, nonetheless, they're married. Ah, you can't be Mekadosh about Korcha. Ah, there's no Maisei Kedushin whatsoever. So this is one of his claims. This concept, there's something called Shayari Ishas. It's just a continuation of the marriage that already existed. And that totally didn't dissipate because death doesn't end the previous marriage. There's still something, there's Shayari, there's remains of it. And therefore, there's certain dinim that apply. So that's what he's, he brings a proof from this Rashi, that when Rashi says... That in a Mesa Megarshim is because there is still something called the Shayari Ishus. Therefore, you can't say that there's no connection whatsoever. Aye. So, how come you can't give a get? You can't give a get because a dead person can't give a get. In a Mesa Megarshim. That therefore comes to say a very clear chilik, though. That when it comes to Almana, it comes to Misa, Misa ends the marriage. It's a heter for her to get married to someone else. But there's still episode connection with the first husband. Whereas when it comes to again, that's a complete crisis. That's a complete separation. That's a safer crisis. Yeah, so those are two points I want to see in Rashi. And those are two points in general. First of all, that Inis 
means that it's not just a p'tur in Shim, rather it's like it's nasas me'alel, it's something that happened on its own, you didn't do an action here, and that's why there's a logic behind why you have a p'tur. That's number one. And number two, that the concept of a tanai is not a meisal atzad, it's not that just you happen to do an action and there's two tracks how to interpret it, but you did an action in its entirety, everything's defined even in the present, and now there's just something suspending the chalais, and the fulfillment of the tanai will let it take effect. And the, and the non-fulfillment of the Tanai will make it void. That's the two chidushim here we're saying in the Gemara. And in order to be able to understand the basics of what we're discussing. Now, now like this. There's a separate issue here. What's, what's the inus? The inus the, what's the Tanai? I'm sorry. The Tanai is that it's a get if I don't come home within 12 months. Now, that being said... If he doesn't come within 12 months, it's a get. If he comes within 12 months, so then it's not a get. So what's the svar here? The svar is inanus begitten. So what would inanus begitten tell us? That if there was an onus, the get would not be a good get. That's what an onus would tell us, right? If yesh onus begitten. The whole reason they're not, that, that we were, we're saying the get goes through is because inanus begitten and he never came home. That means yesh onus begitten. If he didn't come home, but it was due to an onus, they wouldn't be divorced. Now, why would they not be divorced? They would not be divorced because the onus. So what's the onus tell us? The onus tells us, therefore, that he came home, right? What are our two options? Either he doesn't come and they're divorced, or he comes and they're not divorced. So if the onus is telling us they're not divorced, can it be that the onus means that he's, he physically returned? How could that be? When it comes to the Chemdeshlema, the Chemdeshlema is telling us that when a person does an action, he ate a, a, a kazayas of bacon. Because there's a gun to his head, we don't view him as doing an act of eating, we view him as doing an act of Hatzalas Nafashas. Good. He didn't do the act. So now we see him that he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't come back. Why not? Because he was in the hospital. So now, so now what? So I could hear we say we don't see him as, as what? As dilly-dallying. Good, he's not dilly-dallying. But did he come home? He didn't come home. So if he didn't come home, then how can the onus make it that the get doesn't work? In order for the get not to work, he has to come back. This is this is a question is catastrophic. This is mamish, a major question. On basic, basic chat in the Gemara here. So, in regarding this question, there's a piece here from the Birka Shmuel. The Birka Shmuel, I brought to you in two different pieces. He's coming to address a kash of the Hagos Maimani on the Rambam regarding a din of Mechira Al-Tanai and how that compares to uh, a Kedushan Al-Tanai. And he pretty much says as follows. He says that when it comes to Inus and Akim Al-Tanai, what Onus is able to accomplish is Onus is able to tell us, right, there's, let's, let's even say even before, there's two different things that a condition could be telling us to have to happen. Uh, we can make a condition that in order for this Chalis to take effect, you have to proactively do something. Right, you have to marry me, and if you don't marry me, then you're going to owe me money. Right, so if you don't marry her due to an onus, then the question is, do you owe her money? That the Birka Shmuel says the Machlikas Reish and then there's a different type of tanai. This works if you don't do something. If you don't do something, so then onus, right? Then then you will the the chalus will take effect. Right, so one is is the condition something positive you have to do. Or is the condition something that you're not able to do? You can't do this. And if you don't do this, then that's when it works out. 
Right? Those are two different types of conditions a person can make. That's stage number one. Stage number two claims the Birka that Inis is not relevant in the first category. If Inis, if the condition demands that you do something, the condition in order to have a fulfillment of the Tanai is you have to do something, you have to marry me, or else, so then, Onis, if I wanted to marry you, but I'm an Onis, I was stuck in the hospital, there we can't say that Onis is commander of it. We can't say that it's like he married her because he's an Onis. Why? Because, like we already saw from the Chedash Shleim, that makes no sense. I didn't do the, the Maisa happened on its own. But here, we can't, we can't fantastically, you know, say that, you know, in the world of if my, if my imagination, we got married. What's that mean? But you didn't. Okay, so we're not going to attribute the fact that you didn't to yourself. Very good. Don't attribute the fact we didn't to me. But the fact we don't attribute the fact we didn't doesn't make it that we did. So that we can hear. So where is it relevant, says the Birka Shmuel, when the condition is something called a Shlila, when the condition is something which is, if this does not happen, then that will be considered a fulfillment of the Tanai. That will be considered a fulfillment of the condition. So I say, if, if I give you a get that should take effect 12 months from now, on the condition that I don't come. So what's incumbent upon me to do? Not coming. So there, says the Birka Shmuel, that the Tanai, uh, the onus, I'm sorry, speaks to the Tanai. Now why is that? So now he says a Chiddush. What's the Chiddush? The Chiddush is as follows. The Chiddush is that there's an act called not coming. I would have thought that not coming means that I'm passive. Right? What's not coming? That wherever I am, I stay. I'm not here. I'm passive. I just don't... I, if I don't return, then I didn't come. Right? Says Rebekah Shmuel, no. Not coming, when I say, if I don't come, that means that you have to actively not come. You have to volitionally not come. You have to choose to not come. So if you're choosing not to come, you're doing an act of not coming. It's due to your volition, you're not coming. That's called a kiyamatanai. And therefore the get works. Because you said the get works if I don't come. Don't come means that I'm volitionally not coming. I'm actively not coming. But if I'm not coming due to duress, I'm not coming due to an anus, so there we'll say that you aren't coming, but is that volitional? No, you're not doing an act of not coming because you're not doing anything. It's, it's like Nasus Me'alela. So therefore, that's not a fulfillment of a Tanai, just to bring it out. Let's say he forgot about the condition. He forgot the date. It was a Beshigig. So did he actively not come? Absolutely. It might have been under a mistaken premise, but he, he, he chose to stay where he was. Whereas when it's an anus, it's not a choice. He's stuck in the hospital. He can't come. And therefore, since he didn't actively come, since he didn't actively come, so then, if that, since that's the case, so that's called the fulfillment of the Tanai Ba'inus. The fact he didn't come is considered like it's not a fulfillment of the Tanai because he volitionally chose to come, not to come back. And therefore, the get doesn't work. That would be Yesh Inus Begitten. And that's how he wants to explain the condition of our Gemara, that the, he has to, in order for the get to work, it has to be a, an active Im Basi. Now, there's a different issue. The different issue is, he says, if he doesn't come back in 12 months, then it's a get. But if he comes back in the 12 months, it's not a get. So now, which one, if we, if that all works very fair, fair and well when it comes to the first part of the statement. If I don't come back, 
So then it'll be a get. But what do you do with the second half of the statement? But if I come back, it won't be a get. The implication is, in order to be it, you need to come back. So how do we attribute that language of the of the of the condition? So first, the Bechashmul has a suffix. Maybe it depends on whether we say Tafasash and Rishon, Tafasash and Acherin, and he has caches on that, and he says it's not true. Elamai says that we know the Gemara in Kedushan of Zion says there's a machlek, there's a whole sugya of Tanayim, and there's certain dinim, there's certain halachas when it comes to making a Tanay. There's something called Tanay, B'nai Gad, B'nai Ruvin, and in order for a Tanay to work, we need that the Hain and the Lav, you have to have a Hain, Kedem, the Lav, you have to say what yes is the condition, and what happens when it's a bitl condition? Says the Birka Shmuel that when it comes to when it comes to our sugya, and when it comes to every tanai, so what's the focus of it? So says the Birka Shmuel another chiddush that the fact that you have to have a hein kudim alav that you have to say what's happened yes, and if it doesn't happen then not, it's not to tell us that both of them are the the crux and the epicenter of the condition itself. The crux of the condition is the hain, what you have to do. The fact that you express the lav is just part of mishpatei atanayim. That's just something which comes to hilchos, the halachos of, of making a condition. It's not in the, with, the, the, with the actual condition being established is expressive of. And therefore, another chiddush, the only thing we care about, even though he says, if I, come, if I don't come back within 12 months, so then it should be a, a bit of the, it should be a real get. And if I do come back within the months, the get should be battle. The whole the only thing that really matters when we're downing up whether or not the get went through is the first part of the statement. That the get should be a get if I don't come back. What's that mean? That means that I have to volitionally not come back. But if I'm held back because it's impossible to come back, that's not called I'm actively going ahead and refraining from returning. So today what we did was we went through a Gemara. The Gemara tried to bring four sources for Rava, the Svar of Rava, of Ainanis Begitten, that there's no claim of Ainanis Begitten. All four, three of the first three pushed aside until we came up with a Chiddush, a Svara, Tznulis and Prutzis, that that's going to tell us, that's going to be the reason why Ainanis Begitten. We described what a Tanai is. We said there's two different ways to explain a Tanai. A Tanai is Maisa Letzad, a Tanai is Emilsa Achrisa. We explained what Tanai Emilsa Achrisa is, why that's necessary to say Nasugya, why that's Mokrach Nasugya. Secondly, we described what's Onus. Onus is not just a Ptoran ancient, but it's a Ptoran ancient because it's like you, the action didn't occur, you didn't do the action, it happened on its own. And now we explained a new a new concept based on the Birka Shmuel that every time you make a condition, even though you have to say both the Hain and the Lav, the only thing that we really care about is the Tzad Hain. The love is just being expressed as part of the Mishpatei Atanayim. And not only that, there's an active, in what it demands of us, even if it's something called the Shlilas Halav, the Shlilas Akim, that the, the condition is you can't do something, you don't do something, we have to have it that that whole act is considered like you didn't do it. So now that I'm an Inis, when I gave the Get, I gave the Get, so it take effect 12 months later. So then, really, if I, we didn't come back within those 12 months due to an onus that's not called like I did an act of not returning. And therefore, the get shouldn't work. To that, Rilva told us as far as and says that's not true. Even though everywhere there is a case of onus, we do say onus. When it comes to getting specifically, we don't say onus. Why? Asvar of Sulas and Prutus. And therefore, seemingly, the get should work. That is the sugya. It's very, very gishmak. One more Maramukh I'm going to throw out there for you. I didn't put it on the Maramukhima sheet, but I know you're going to ask me is that this is, it comes out a little funny, right? When was the Inus? 
Let's say he could have returned the whole first 11 months and 25 days. And now he starts coming home, they have five days left. And now he's in this. On the last day, he got sick, he tripped, he fell, he got corona, whatever it is, right? Stuck. So now, that's you're going to say is an inus, and now it's not called like it was a kimatanai. The whole first 11 and a half months, he could have come home and he didn't. So why is that called an inus? So there is a famous piece from the Ktesa Cheshen. The Ktesa Cheshen brings from the Aguda and the Ktesa and Machlekes whether or not there's something called inus biyam acharon. Then an onus on the last day, is that considered like an onus or not? He tries to bring a raya from here, one way or the other. If you want to see it as a ktsis, it's in Simen Nun Hei Sif Aleph. It's a very famous piece from a ktsis. Um, so that Marim Lakom Ani Lecha. And in Yat Hashem next week, we're going to start with the sugya of Afki Inu Rabbonin Kedushiminei and try to really break into the svar of how it could be practically that there's a din of Enos begitten that's built off a svara, even though the parsha of Enos is a din deraisa, like we saw. How could a svara derabanan uproot a din deraisa of Enos to make it a precedent of Enos begitten? So Mitzvah Hashem will talk about that next week. Looking forward to a good Shabbos.